0: Chapter Six of *The Queen's Necklace* by Alexandre Dumas. The translator is unknown. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Timmerman Vaughan. Chapter Six. Laurent. At this moment, our heroines heard the clock strike from the Church of Saint Louis. Oh, mon Dieu! A quarter to twelve! They cried in terror. See, si all the doors are shut," said Andre. Oh, that is nothing. For if they were open, we would not go in here let us go round by the reservoirs, and they turned to the right where there was a private entrance. When they arrived there, the door is shut, André, said the elder lady rather uneasily. Let us knock, madame. No, we will call. Laurent must be waiting for me, for I told him perhaps I should return late. I will call, said André, approaching the door. Who is there? said a voice from inside. Oh, it's not Laurent, said she terrified. Is it not? And the other lady advanced and called softly. Laurent. No answer. Laurent, she again called, louder. There is no Laurent here, replied the voice, rudely. But, said André, whether he be here or not, open the door. I cannot open it. But Laurent would have opened it immediately. I have my orders, was the reply. Who are you, then? Rather, who are you? Rude as the question was, it was no time to find fault. So they answered, we are ladies of her majesty's suite we lodge in the castle and we wish to get home Well, i mesdames am a suisse of the salochemade company and i shall do just the contrary of laurent for i shall leave you at the door oh murmured the ladies in terror and anger then making an effort over herself the elder lady said my friend i understand that you are obeying orders and i do not quarrel with you for that it is a soldier's duty only do me the favour to call laurent he cannot be far distant I cannot quit my post. Then send someone. I have no one to send. For pity's sake. Oh, mon Dieu, sleep in the town. That is no great thing. If I were shut out of the barracks, I would soon find a bed. Listen, said the lady again, you shall have twenty louis if you open this door. And twelve years at the galleys, no thank you. Forty-eight francs a year is not sufficient pay for that. I will get made a sergeant. Yes, and he who gave me the order will have me shot. And who did give you the order? The king. The king, cried they, oh, we are lost. Is there no other door? Oh, madame, if this one is closed, be sure, all the others will be also, said André. You are right, Andre. 'Tis tis a horrible trick of the king, she said with a contempt almost menacing. There was a sort of bank outside the door which they sank down upon in despair. They could see the light under the door and could hear the steps of the sentinel as he paced to and fro. Within this little door was salvation, without shame and scandal. Oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, when they will find out, murmured the elder lady. You will tell them the truth, madame. But shall I be believed? Oh, we can prove it. Besides, the soldier will not stay all night. He will be relieved, and perhaps his successor will be more complacent. Yes, but the patrol will pass directly, and will find me here waiting outside. It is infamous. I am suffocated with rage. Oh, take courage, madame, you, who are always so brave. It is a plot, André, in order to ruin me. This door is never closed. Oh, I shall die. At this moment, they heard a step approaching, and then the voice of a young man singing gaily as he went along. That voice, cried the lady, I know it, I am sure. Oh, yes, madame, he will save us. A young man wrapped up in a fur riding coat came quickly up, and without noticing them, knocked at the door and called Laurent. Brother, said the elder lady, touching him on the shoulder. The queen, he cried, taking off his hat. Hush, said she. You are not alone. No, I am with Mademoiselle Andre de Tavernay. Oh, good evening, Mademoiselle. Good evening, Monsieur. Are you going out, Madame? He asked. No. Then are you going in? We wished to do so. Have you not called Laurent? Yes, we have. But, but what? You call Laurent, and you will see. The young man, whom the reader has perhaps already recognized as the Comte d'Artois, approached and again called Laurent. I warn you," answered from within the voice of the Swiss. "'that if you torment me any more, I will go and fetch my commanding officer.' "'Who is this?' asked the Count, turning round in astonishment to the Queen. "'A Swiss, who has been substituted for Laurent.' "'By whom?' "'By the King.' "'The King?' "'Yes, he told us so himself.' "'And with orders, most strict, apparently. "'Diable, we must capitulate.' "'What do you mean?' she asked. "'Offer him money.' "'I've already done so, and he has refused it. "'Offer him promotion.' i have offered that also but he would not listen then there is but one way what to make a noise my dear charles you will compromise us not the least in the world you keep in the background i will knock like thunder and shout like a madman they will open at last and you can slide in with me try then the young prince began calling laurent knocking at the door and striking with his sword till at last the swiss said ah well i will call my officer go and call him that is just what i want they soon heard other steps approaching. The Queen and André kept close, ready to slip in, if the door should open. Then they heard the Swiss say, It is a gentleman, Lieutenant, who insists on coming in. Well, I suppose that is not astonishing, as we belong to the castle, said the Count. It is no doubt a natural wish, but a forbidden one, replied the officer. Forbidden? By whom? Morbleu! By the King. But the King would not wish an officer of the castle to sleep outside. Sir, I am not the judge of that. I have only to obey orders. Come, lieutenant, open the door. We cannot talk through this oak. Sir, I repeat to you that my orders are to keep it shut, and, if you are an officer, as you say, you know that I must obey. Lieutenant, you speak to the colonel of a regiment. Excuse me, then, colonel, but my orders are positive. But they cannot concern a prince. Come, sir, a prince cannot be kept out. My prince, I am in despair, but the king has ordered the king has ordered you to turn away his brother like a beggar or a robber. I am the comte d'Artois, sir. Morbleu! you are keeping me here freezing at the door. Monseigneur, God is my witness that I would shed my blood for your royal highness. But the king gave me his orders in person, and confiding to me the charge of this door, ordered me not to open it to anyone, should it be even himself, after eleven o'clock. Therefore, Monseigneur, I ask your pardon humbly for disobeying you, but I am a soldier, and were it Her Majesty the Queen who asked admittance, I should be forced, most unwillingly, to refuse. Having said this, the officer turned away and left the place. We are lost, said the Queen. Do they know that you are out? asked the Count. Alas, I know not. Perhaps then this order is leveled against me. The King knows I often go out at night and stay late. Madame la Comtesse d'Artois must have heard something and complained to him, and hence this tyrannical order. Ah, no, brother, I thank you for trying to reassure me, but I feel that it is against me that these precautions are taken. Impossible, sister. The king has too much esteem. Meanwhile, I am left at the door, and tomorrow a frightful scandal will be the result. I know well I have an enemy near the king. It is possible. However, I have an idea. What? Only be quick. If you can but save us from the ridicule of this position, it is all I care for. Oh, I will save you. I am not more foolish than he, for all his learning. Then whom? A pardieu, Dieu, the Comte de Provence. Ah, then, you also know my enemy. Is he not the enemy of all that are young and beautiful, of all who are better than himself? Count, I believe you know something about this order. Perhaps, but do not let us stop here. Come with me, dear sister. Where? You shall see. Somewhere where, at least, you will be warm, and en route I will tell you all that I know about this. "'Take my arm, sister, and you, the other Mademoiselle de Taverney, and let us turn to the right.' "'Well, but now go on,' said the queen. "'This evening, after the king's supper, he came to his cabinet. He had been talking all day to Count Haga. You had not been seen.' "'No, at two o'clock I left to go to Paris.' "'I know it. The king, allow me to tell you, dear sister, was thinking no more about you than about Harun al-Rashid and his vizier, Jafar, and was talking geography.' I listened with some impatience, for I also wanted to go out, probably not with the same object as you. "'Where are we going?' interrupted the queen. "'Oh, close by. Take care. There is a snow heap. Mademoiselle de Taverney, if you leave my arm, you will certainly fall.' But to return to the king, he was thinking of nothing but latitude and longitude when M. de Provence said to him, "'I should like to pay my respects to the queen.' "'The queen sups at home,' replied the king. "'Oh, I believed her at Paris.' "'No, she is at home.' said the king quietly. I have just come from there and been denied to her, said Monsieur de Provence. Then he saw the king frown. He dismissed us and doubtless went to make inquiries. Louis is jealous by fits, you know. He must have asked to see you and being refused, become suspicious. Yes, Madame de Miserie had orders to do so. Then to know whether you were out or not, he has given these strict orders. Oh, it is shameful treatment, confess, is it not? Indeed, I think so. But here we are. This house? Does it displease you? No, I do not say that. It is charming, but your servants. Well, if they see me, come in, sister, and I will guarantee that no one sees you, not even whoever opens the door. Impossible. We will try, said he, laughing, and laying his hand on one of the panels, the door flew open. Enter, I pray you, said he. There is no one near. The queen looked at André, then making up her mind, went in, and the door shut behind them she found herself in a vestibule, small but ornamented in perfect taste. The floor was mosaic work, representing bouquets of flowers, while numerous rose-trees on marble brackets scented the air with a perfume equally delicious, as rare at that time of the year. It looked all so charming that the ladies began to forget their fears and scruples. "'So far well,' said the queen, "'we have a shelter at all events, and seemingly a very charming one. But you had better see to one thing, that is, to keep off your servants.' Oh, nothing more easy, and the prince seizing a little bell, which hung on one of the pillars, rang one clear stroke. Oh, cried the queen, frightened. Is that the way to key them off? I should have thought. It would bring them. If I had rung again, it would have done so, but when I only ring once, they know they are not wanted. Oh, you are a man of precaution, said the queen, laughing. Now, dear sister, take the trouble to go upstairs. Let us obey, said the queen. The genius of this place appears not disagreeable. And they went up, "'their steps making no sound on the thick Aubusson carpet. "'At the top the prince rang another bell, "'which gave them a fresh start of surprise, "'and their astonishment increased "'when they saw the doors open of themselves. "'Really, André,' said the queen, "'I begin to tremble. Do not you? "'Oh, madame, I shall follow fearlessly "'wherever your majesty goes. "'Enter,' said the prince, "'for here is your apartment.' "'And he ushered them into a charming little room, "'furnished en boule, "'with a painted ceiling and walls and a rosewood floor.' It opened into a boudoir fitted up with white cashmere, beautifully embroidered with groups of flowers, and hung with tapestry of exquisite workmanship. Beyond the boudoir was a bedroom painted blue, hung with curtains of silken and lace, and with a sumptuous bed in an alcove, a fire burned on the hearth, and a dozen perfumed wax lights in candelabra. Such were the marvels which presented themselves to the eyes of the wandering ladies. No living being was to be seen. Fire and lights seemed to have come without hands. The Queen stopped on the threshold of the bedroom, looking half-afraid to enter. "'Sister,' said the Count, "'these are my bachelor apartments. Here I come alone.' "'Always?' asked the Queen. "'Doubtless,' answered he. "'I understand now,' said the Queen, "'why Madame la Comtesse is sometimes unquiet. "'Confess, however, that if she is unquiet tonight, "'it will be without reason. "'Tonight I do not say but other nights.' "'Then sitting down,' "'I am dreadfully tired,' said she. "'Are not you, André?' "'I can scarcely stand, and if your majesty permits.' "'Indeed you look ill, madame,' said the Count. "'You must go to bed,' said the Queen. le Comte gives us up this room, do you not, Charles?' "'Entirely, madame.' "'One moment, Count. "'If you go away, how can we recall you?' "'You will not need me. "'You are mistress of this house.' "'But there are other rooms. "'Certainly there is a dining-room, which I advise you to visit.' with a table already spread no doubt oh yes and mademoiselle de taverney who seems to me to need it much will find their jellies or chicken and wine and you sister plenty of those fruits you are so fond of and no servants none we will see but how to return you must not think of returning to-night at six o'clock the gates will be opened go out a quarter before you will find in these drawers mantles of all colours and all shapes if you wish to disguise yourselves Go, therefore, to the chateau, regain your rooms, go to bed, and all will be right. But you, what will you do? Oh, I'm going away. We turn you out, my poor brother. It is better for me not to remain in the same house with you. But you must sleep somewhere. Do not fear I have three other houses like this. The queen laughed, and he pretends Madame la Comtesse has no cause to be anxious. Oh, I will tell her. You dare not. It is true we are dependent upon you than to go away to-morrow morning without seeing anyone? You must ring once, as I did below, and the door will open. By itself? By itself. Then good-night, brother. Good-night, sister. He bowed and disappeared. End of chapter 6